The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And as many of you know, um, I've been taking a couple minutes at the beginning of our sitting time these last few months and just reflecting out loud on the three refuges and the five precepts an ancient, common uh, reflection for people who have been attracted to the Buddhist teachings in wherever these teachings have gone, so much of the world over these centuries. And uh, just a way of bringing to mind the practice. So feel free to just do that on your own as we're waiting another minute or so for people to join in. The simple, ordinary, grounded reflection on Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. And not to get hung up on the Pali words, Buddha just means this potential or capacity to be awake. And that's something here and now in our subjective experience. It's not theoretical. So we sense this wakefulness, this capacity for wakefulness or openness that's here and now. And what do we do with this capacity to be awake, to be open, to be sensitive? We embrace, we receive the reality of the present moment in the subjective sense, this activity of the body, the activity of the mind, emotion. We practice being unafraid of this exposure. Maybe it's okay to be feeling what we feel, seeing what we see, experiencing what we're experiencing. Maybe I don't need to be tight. And even if I am tight in the body and the mind, maybe I can be intimate, alert, open to that not afraid of that tightness. So this is the reflection on Buddha waking up to Dhamma, wakefulness, waking up to the way it is in the body, in our wider, complex, messy world where there's so many subtle and not so subtle reverberations of suffering, but also joy and wholesomeness in our world. It's not all bad. So each of us in our subjective experience, we're just doing our best to, it's really a a faith, a movement of faith. We have faith that Buddha can open to Dhamma right here and now. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be challenged by habits of distractedness and habits of superficiality and all kinds of other ingrained habits of mind. But that's why we practice taking the refuges of Buddha, knowing, being intimate with Dhamma, so that we can also, with confidence, appreciate Sangha, this capacity we have to live our lives, to make choices, to connect and engage from this place of Buddha knowing Dhamma. So it's a really creative, fearless way of living our lives. 
whether that <clears throat> has a very local flavor because we're just mostly at home dealing with our families. Or maybe you're out in the world, part of big changes, making the world a better place. But it, the particular doesn't really matter. Sangha, this awakened activity, this compassionate action, this appropriate responding to what's showing up in our lives, it's the natural fruit. It depends on Buddha being intimate with Dhamma. And then finally, the second reflection that's traditional, taking the five precepts, these mindfulness trainings. It's really about integrating and resolving around non-harming, really feeling it as a, a kind of superpower. In the tradition, the early Buddhist tradition, it's said that people who have developed the precepts in this general training around non-harming, they have a scent, a beautiful scent that wafts all everywhere. People smell people with good sila, people who are really resolved. Uh, it's really about being a student of non-harming and feeling empowered because it can seem weakening to care about non-harming because it's so complex. We never get to the end of it. We can't be a human being in a world where life eats life, where it's one power dynamic after another, and there be no harming. There's going to be some harming. So this commitment, this resolve, this appreciation of non-harming, grounding in this value of non-harming, it's, a, it's an orientation. It's not about perfection or getting to some place where there's absolutely no being being harmed. It, it kind of creates a grounding for our lives, this value. And it's self-reinforcing in the sense of like what we're doing now, appreciating, valuing, non-harming, it kind of brings more and more energy into our life. In the same way that if we're negligent, if we don't care about harming, if we don't mind that we're complicit in how people suffer, and being taken advantage of, being neglected, that will weigh down. Whether we're consciously aware of it or not, it will weigh us down, this being oblivious to the suffering around us and in our own lives. So the traditional precept reflection is to just say out loud in our heart, I undertake the training. I'm committed to living a life free from harming, free from killing other living beings. I undertake the training to refrain from taking things, objects that haven't been freely given. I undertake the training to refrain from sexual misconduct, using my sexual energies in ways that confuse or hurt myself or other beings. I undertake the training to refrain from using my speech in ways that are harmful, whether it's idle, useless speech, or slanderous speech, or misspeaking, not speaking the whole truth, or holding back when something needs to be said. 
And the last, the fifth, is I undertake the training to refrain from intoxicating my mind in ways that get in the way get in the way of being careful and avoiding planting seeds of harm and suffering. So let's settle in to our sitting time now. Feeling rooted in the middle of our life. And in particular, may seem a little strange to say it this way, but really owning, embracing our subjective experience. And first and foremost, it means recognizing the experience of this body, this sitting, breathing body, and really trusting that this is okay to be here, rooted in the body, not afraid to feel what it feels like, these bodily sensations that are coming and going, this breathing body, this relaxing, releasing body. And with these first four instructions that we've been training with, it's a way of healing the way the mind is relating to the body. I don't, this mind doesn't have to be in conflict with the way the body actually is now. Doesn't mean there won't be unpleasant sensations in the body. It just means I'm willing to give up any conflict We practice this exclusive attention to the ordinary physicality of breathing in and breathing out. We're learning, relearning that it's okay to drop everything else and to simply track that ordinary stream of sensations as the breath comes in and that ordinary flow of sensation as the breath goes out. In whatever way it's easy for you to feel the physicality of breathing in from the beginning to the end, and then breathing out from the beginning to the end. And even training the mind to be interested in that little gap between the in and out breath, and between the out and in breath. And the whole path that the Buddha taught, it's about giving up, but giving up as a natural 
process, the heart is willing to give up. And at this place in the practice, we're giving up distractedness, giving up the need to be aware of the diversity of the experience in the moment. So we let the sounds and the other sensations and sights and thoughts all move to the background or periphery. And learning to enjoy the simplicity of being aware of the physicality of breathing in and breathing out and allowing it, learning how to allow it to be a natural process, not something anybody has to manage or control. Everything falls into the background except just the simple knowing of this physicality of breathing in, sensations of breathing out just as they are. Keep it really simple. Just sustaining that simple interest from the beginning to the end of the in-breath, from the beginning to the end of each out-breath, and then eventually learn to also notice that brief moment between the in and out breath and between the out and in breaths. with more and more momentum, continuity, 
the breathing process settles and becomes more refined. So just notice that simple correlation between a more ordinary rhythm of breath and the more refined rhythm of breathing as things begin to settle. But we're not needing to control, it's just a natural settling due to this interest in tracking the in-breath and that simple tracking of each out-breath just as they are. Relax. And trust the breath to become as refined or subtle as it wants to become. And one trains oneself breathing in, experiencing the whole body. One trains oneself breathing out, practice experiencing the whole body just as it is. So it's an insight realizing that the sensations of the whole body are already right here. There's no need to go looking for the experience of the whole body. interested in the totality of the body, not the interesting sensations or the unpleasant, but curious about the full range, including the neutral sensations of the body. sustained, wholesome interest in the whole body as you breathe in, whole body as you breathe out.
and begin to sense that healing of body and mind and it expresses itself as a pervading, growing calm in the body. So the fourth instruction, one trains oneself, breathing in, calming the body, breathing out, calming the body. So we're noticing the pervading, the deepening calm. Start noticing it where you can notice it. And as you notice it, even in the beginning stages, it has this nature to spread and deepen. So you can notice that spreading and deepening of calm in the body. Remember, you can allow the breath to be as refined as it wants to be. And we're just appreciating this beautiful healing, integration of body and mind that expresses itself as a pervading calm. And remember, you can use phrases if that's helpful. Something simple like calming the body. And you can repeat that phrase with the breath coming in and with the breath going out. Just as a way to keep in mind this instruction from the Buddha. healed, more settled, the body and the mind. It can be possible to notice a simple, beautiful movement of joy, that quality of the mind and body being alive with change, with flow, 
vibration. So the fifth instruction, one trains oneself breathing in, experiencing joy. <clears throat> breathing out, experiencing joy. And again, wherever one can sense this aliveness, this lightness, <clears throat> this flow. Breathing in, experiencing, touching joy. Breathing out, trusting, relaxing with joy. This light, buoyant, joyful interest. It might start with something really simple, just feeling some vibration in the heart, mind, body, things being less <clears throat> fixed, less solid, more like energy. And just keeping that joy in mind as you breathe in and doing your best to keep it in mind as you breathe out. And let it be that simple. And remember, you can use a phrase if that's helpful, if it's needed. Experiencing joy. The joy that we're practicing, attuning to, it isn't because of our good fortune or good situation in life. It's a joy that arises because of being connected with the way it is. And just feeling this truth that things are alive moving, changing, flowing. It 
that the heart doesn't need to be fixed or tight, but rather it can relax and trust this movement, this joyful movement of life, of the mind and body, as we breathe in, as we breathe out. We don't need to understand it, have an idea of what it means. It's more simple than that. Something that's here and now, something that's true about what's here and now. And the joy will eventually mature into more resonant ease of the heart as you breathe in recognizing this more resonant ease of the heart as you breathe out. As the flavor of contentedness Fear and greed and other agitating states fall more into the background. As we learn how to keep this inner pleasure, the pleasure of ease and contentment in mind as we breathe in and as we breathe out. And you might even feel some of the armor, some of the tightness in the heart begin to melt away, a softening of the heart and mind, an opening of the heart and mind. This really wholesome sense of inner well-being as you breathe in, as you breathe out, and the sense of ease and well being, it creates a lot of space so that any habitual thinking or worrying or planning or whatever the mental activity might be. That can be seen with a lot of dispassion. It's just thoughts, just the thinking mind doing what the thinking mind does. It doesn't have to be a problem for anyone. So the Buddha asks us to train ourselves while breathing and to notice this mental activity, this thinking, but from this dispassionate, spacious place place of contentment, 
And we just let thinking be thinking as we breathe in and as we breathe out. We're learning to abide in that quality of well-being and ease. And so not so dependent, not so pushed around by the thoughts that come and go. And this in turn begins to quiet the thinking mind precisely because the mind is less and less attached to the thoughts. And without the attachment, the thinking mind quiets more and more. So the eighth instruction, one trains oneself breathing in, quieting the activity of the mind, while breathing out, quieting, calming the activity of the mind. This is a natural settling and quieting We're just noticing the quieting as we breathe in and as we breathe out. Fewer thoughts. The ninth instruction, breathing in, experiencing the space of the knowing mind. Breathing out, experiencing the space of the knowing mind. The space of here and now. So not so much about any activity in the mind, but just the space of the present moment itself. As you breathe in, each time as you breathe out. Breathing in, aware of the space of here and now, very simple and ordinary and peaceful.
And as we breathe in, appreciating, gladdening this perception of the mind, space of the mind, quiet, peaceful, open space of the present moment as we breathe in and out, learning to appreciate and gladden this refined, peaceful space. And any bodily sensations, any activity of the mind far in the background. And we're learning to keep this refined space, peaceful space of the knowing mind in the foreground. As we breathe in, as we breathe out. Breathing and noticing the stillness, the silence, the relative emptiness of self-centered activity in the same as you breathe out. We're concentrating, stilling, appreciating the quiet of the knowing mind. Keeping the silence in mind as we breathe in. Keeping the silence, the stillness in mind as we breathe out.
And then the final step today, breathing in, allowing all intention, all doing to simply cease, not needed. Breathing out, we're liberating the mind of any intentional doing. All of that can be dropped, abandoned, like a free fall that is deeply trusted. Breathing in, releasing any burden whatsoever. Breathing out, being, feeling safe, putting down all burdens. Not even needing to be somebody Peace of letting go. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.